0: All right, so uh, Hey guys, welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. This is the All Cure Podcast. This is Gavin, and I'm joined in by who? What? Donald. <laughs> hey man, how's it going? Good, dude. Yeah, we're in it. It's 2017. In it, it. Mm-hmm. in it to win it, the new slogan for 2017. <laughs> and it started off
1: so well, 2017.
0: It's yeah. yeah, we did it. And now we're in the pornography era of 2017. <laughs> Shit's going to get dark quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It
1: really doesn't matter
0: if we all die. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> what better way to start off 2017 than with that line that just kicks it all off? I know. <laughs> just gonna just- grabs that record right by the <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, we've been watching I'm
1: not cussing in this episode no this is a non-cussing
0: no alcohol no cussing we, were, we were, the- were reformed in 2017 after that last uh, <laughs> <laughs> round of episodes that we couldn't use, the lost episodes. <laughs> the slurry episodes. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you're joining us for the first time, <laughs> welcome. This is an all-cure podcast, yeah. and uh, we it's have like- tried to make the conscious effort of doing album episodes, and uh, we started out a little slow, a little out of order, and... Um, we're like, well, we got to keep these rolling for these ones that are these early ones that really play off each other, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so tonight's episode is the epic album Pornography. Yes, 1982's Pornography. And um, yeah, a personal favorite. I think we can just come out and say it that uh, I think we're both on board for this one as well. Yep. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a weird one. It's a distinct cure album for sure. When you line up ones that like really stand out, I would say this might be the most even distinct cure album. Is that a zones? As as we're doing super generalizations yeah. right off the bat, you
1: know. <laughs> distinct and defining, yeah, like of their image or whatever. Like, you know, I I think when images of like you know say like cash casual fans of the band when they
0: picture robert smith it's like that yeah and it really is that Um, one when you step over the line too it's like the um I don't know I'm totally thinking off the top of my head here but it's almost like the ultimate like villain side of The Cure you know like the yeah, like right. where it's like the leader of the ones where like uh, when you first scratch the surface of Cure stuff and you're wading through all the greatest hits compilations yeah. and everything you know like alright alright it's all like right. who's this bad boy yeah like, and they're no, like oh would... what's that <laughs> if, there's,
1: if there's a police lineup <laughs> totally. of all the different Robert Smith era yeah, yeah all Smiths, the Cure so... albums is this would definitely
0: be <laughs> like number three <laughs> the, the thuggy <laughs> one with the black eye and the leather coat and the yeah no, number four there pornography the one all in black and red with blood coming out of its eyes giant <laughs> giant, awesome hair like yeah and then it, it what is, is what it is, is that attraction image. yeah it's that attraction too just like that yeah. that sexy bad boy in high school that you know is just trouble but you still want to talk to him you know so yeah,
1: then <laughs> you find out he had a troubled past, and he's really dark and sweet.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> <Aww>. uh, oh,
1: <laughs> look at his high tops. <laughs>
0: a <lot> to this, <laughs> and like every bad boy, there's a lot to it. So, I so where do we begin? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> but uh, let's talk about initial love, just being two kids. Yeah. That uh, you know, if you haven't been following along, the quick version of our story is we got into the Cure uh tail end of kiss me era disintegration was the first album that came out that we got into uh so we backtracked a lot and um but uh mm-hmm. what was your initial res- uh you know reaction to pornography when you heard it because i mean i guess at that point probably initially like a lot of us hanging garden was the first one and you pieced together that was the one and only single off of pornography yeah. so you're like well what's up with this album what was your reaction
1: Pornography was a a big one for me because it's one of the ones I, you know, I knew like the single and mm-hmm. kind of what was up with it, but um, it's one of the later records. I I mean one of the first ones I got, but it took me forever to, did really? to get a tape yeah. back in the day. You know, like I mowed lawns for that shit, so it took uh took a couple weeks. <laughs> and right. uh, when I got it, it's like, yeah, it, it kind of blew me away, and like you know just with how dramatic it was right um you know just like we were saying with like the the, just the visual of it and the visual of the band at that time and it just uh the lyrics were kind of up my alley you know right (laughs) and 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 definitely at the age that i was listening to it because you know there's just these lines to it like it you know we're yeah, I mean, the individual lines really, really stick out. You know, it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if we all die, whatever. Right. There, there's kind of some of that aspect to it that I connected to
0: like as a kid just because it's just put out there. <laughs> right. And because, uh, yeah, I mean, lyrically, I mean, that's its whole thing in itself. But like uh, it uh it sounds like you're knocking it by saying, well, yeah, being a middle school kid the lyrics you latched on to but but i mean in the sense that's why they're so brilliant is because they yes as adults and stuff were able to tap into the teen angst and the you know i mean it was like to me that's fucking teen angst more than even like nirvana and shit you know it's just like Mm -hmm. that that is the essence of like every middle schooler in suburban america is these like it's like dramatic to a sense, you know, and like, yes, you know, it's just like, very it's, like it's like we'll fall into the walls. <laughs> <Even if> it, <laughs> you don't even exactly know what it means, you know, it's like you, you make it mean it, but, uh, yeah, that's cool. See, do you feel like it was a pretty like positive reaction right off the bat? Were you ever like, what the fuck? And just, I'm just going to sit on this one for a while. Cause that's definitely how I was, but, um, never really
1: sat on it. Like, yeah. It's just one of those ones where I was just like, uh, you know, I kept checking like my, you know, in, like a, uh, my uh, Walkman like the batteries would get low and fuck up your tape and it would get all wavy sounding.
0: Uh huh.
1: It's one of those ones where I like stopped and checked my batteries just to make sure. Yeah. It's like because because just <laughs> yeah, there's just so many little swirly parts to it. You yeah. Know? And like yeah, exactly. Like what's like what's happening? <laughs> is this right? Like yeah. And and I loved i don't know and i guess maybe it was just an early sign of you know of things that i love today like i love i love that feeling of just like is this right when i when i hear things like right. that's it my ears perk up like a dog yeah um it's kind of like a squeaky toy yeah. for, you know <laughs> but um that's one of the things that just like uh drew me in
0: yeah let's go yeah, definitely not love at first sight for me. Like, I mean, I did, it was more just in pieces. I would gradually love it, you know, like um, over time, you know, like a first reaction, I was definitely cool with it. But it was like we're saying, we're just kind of like, whoa, this is like way more like harsh than a lot of the cure I was used to, you know, because I felt like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the kiss me side in between days and stuff, even just like head on the door and stuff. Like, had that, but it that was initially
1: caught. Yeah,
0: because it was always balanced out for every like kind of nice romantic pop song. There was like a darker, depressing song, but there was never really that like cutting, deep, dark edge of like That, that <laughs> trap door of dark. Yeah, you, get, you know, because I fall mean, into and just like, fuck. So <laughs> like my adolescent melodramatic heart disintegration, was that enough? Yeah. But like not. To that point where I'm like, well, this is like interpretation going on, and it's not a love song that's gone wrong. You know, there's there's other yeah. shit here, yeah, and, and as opposed to just your girlfriend not calling you back or something, it's like there's definitely some deeper rooted problems going it's on. It's you know? <laughs> like, what's
1: the point? Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird though, because like
0: even the context, of, are you ready for that? Like, yeah, yeah I was I was like, like, twelve year old, like, oh, fourteen year old, which is older great. Older. You know? I mean, uh, I'm glad I didn't fully understand it as a seventh grader. But, um, but I mean, like coming out of faith, even like now and then it's funny how like faith still has mm-hmm. that like kind of romantic side to the tragedy, even, you know, where it feels like it's, a little, you know, we touched on that in the faith episode for sure, where it was like, ah, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of that sad part of grieving or whatever. And, and then out of nowhere comes this definite like anger and and you know yeah, <laughs> I, I was up. thinking
1: about the same thing today like you know this is like the flip side of that coin mm-hmm. you know where you you know say faith kind of has this you know lyrically and just mood wise it's the other side of the coin yeah. to pornography like it's just you you can't have one without the other you can't have this sweet like you know kind of like a yeah, you know, I'm sad. This, these things bum me out, but on the other side, like under the surface, is this gurgling chaos, yeah, of just like moods and feelings, like,
0: and which totally makes sense. I and mean, what we touched on One's in like the trying faith... to understand, yeah, 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 nah, it makes total sense. And like we're saying in that faith episode of just like stages of grief, even you know, and like the idea of how you know faith is very funeral heavy and it does feel like the the, the death just happened <laughs> you know and then like yeah and then the obvious next step is the violence and the anger the angry side yeah. of of grieving and that feels like pornography you know yes. As we talked about like major themes of faith like i'd say like the overlining even just if you had to like dumb it down to themes of pornography a lot of it <laughs> is just violence and anger you know <laughs> like in depression still but like a more violent and, and side. dumbed
1: down is perfect is a really good way to put it because like some of the the lyrics are very like some of them are kind of dumb yeah well like, it's weird because it's like but it's just like a line will be dumb like not yeah. the whole point of the song but just like this very like bob dylan-esque but sad and confused yeah um, like a hundred years is just like
0: Yeah, that's where it's like the you know just spiders in your skin and shit, you know, like where it's like it it all makes sense in the context and shit. Yeah, all that, you know, it's just like it's like a eight year old writing a a, a story. But but I mean, in the sense of you know, maybe it's just like super fan defending too. It's like because we said the reverse of it for faith of like, wow, what a fucking mature record this was about death for such a young person to be writing. And then there were even, like, a few things I looked about, like, reviews of this where people kind of bash the lyrics and saying it's just kind of an immature, like, like whiny. Yeah, they're just like, whatever. You're just stuck in your little, like, adolescence of, like... But if you think about existential
1: it, existential adolescence kind of comments.
0: Yeah, and, but if you think about it, like anger is kind of dumb, you know? <laughs> it's like it is you being dumb when you get fucking mad, you know? And it's inevitable. I'm going to punch a wall. But yeah, I mean, all that what's shit the is point? like when you're so frustrated yeah. and you're full of like just violence and anger, it is dumb. And it's not that the lyrics are dumb by any means, but like it has that sense of if you pull out one sentence out of context yeah it could seem a little more you know yeah. like juvenile you know <laughs> but like, yeah so. it
1: reminds me of like a like a like in films and books and things mm-hmm. you know or say like you know the, something there'll be a like a family tragedy kind of thing and like all the family come home you know comes home and you know, each person in the story will kind of represent, like, the stages of grief, you know, where someone's, like, angry and, like, you know, lashing out and, like, oh, he's drunk again. Right, and they'll right. Be, like, you know, come on, everyone. It's sad, but we can all do this together. And then there'll be the person that's like not even dealing, you know, that's not dealing with it. And right, right. Uh, Just I feel like pornography. It, denial, yeah. Pornography <laughs> is like the the drunk college son that's <laughs> not getting over. Yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm taking Him the car out some and shed, this bottle you know? of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wrecked mom's car. Oh my goodness. I hope he doesn't get drunk and drive. <laughs> yeah exactly Th- that's pornography yeah and you know and i think it's done wonderfully because fuck that's yeah. genius and to, it's not demeaning in no nah, no nah, i hope it doesn't come off that way because i think to harness that especially on the heels of faith that was like an album that did it in such a graceful way you know i love like yeah something that's like one two punch of something that's done so like Gracefully in the class, and then it just fucking like, yeah, is a drunken mess the next turn. You know? <laughs> so, I yeah, mean, it's a... but it, I... it's what
1: it's one of the classic back yeah, to backs, yeah, to me, of records of solid records, like, because, like, that's
0: tough to do, and like, yeah,
1: they nailed it.
0: Cause like, they could have totally done the same thing in a sense. And then they could have just totally made a stupid record, but it seems like a natural progression, you know, like it's like so hard. Yo, to Where very... And it's weird too. And I mean, kind of backtrack to, to get the filler for talking about the album too, of how they yeah. recorded it and stuff. And it was in a sense, cause like they didn't have Mike Hedges. They were done basically at that point. He like, yeah, went off to do the Banshees, and it sounded like there was some money issues where he was getting paid more money for that. And but it seemed like everybody was kind of on board. We're just like working with somebody different, not even so much like a bad terms kind of thing. But yeah, just I don't was... think it was
1: bad terms at all. Yeah, they
0: they were all buddies yeah. like before and after uh and and then strangely enough and and weird that we've you know kind of stumbled into that like later like piecing together that F- phil thornley you know produced this with yeah. and i was like oh shit really that's where that connect- connection came in where he'll later appears like the bass player on the top and stuff as everyone knows yeah bro. totally but um but weird yeah like production wise i think you he know. did a great job yeah and you know it's hard to An say it's like job robert was definitely calling a lot if not most of the shots but at the same time you know somebody had to be wrangling this fucking <laughs> madness in you know and, was yeah. like, and, and uh, there was
1: piles of madness yeah like. and
0: it sounds like that's that was kind of the through line and which makes sense because the songs are supposed to be kind of madness i don't know it's one of those Again, chicken or the egg things, or was it all the other exterior shit that was just boiling that made those songs that way, or was it the fact that was it the drugs? uh, Was it yeah? Were the songs just meant to be that crazy in the sense that it made everything else boil? You know, so it's uh, because it it seems like at this point, context-wise, they're coming off the heels of Faith, which was not a very light album in itself but um intense like some success yeah you know and like yeah just still building somehow with success from all these like weird darker albums and like um even though this one didn't get critically praised apparently like still was like entered the charts as their highest chart i think it was like uk eight was like the chart thing and just super weird. And, um, how ma- what an amazing time! <laughs> yeah, like, and that time was May of 1982. If anybody had to, uh, didn't quite catch that, so yeah, that was just crazy. And just in the sense that seeing that they recorded it j- January to April of of 82, and then it came out yeah. in May. Like, how fucking weird is that? Like, it's by- almost 81. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I mean, weird uh-huh. in the sense of. Uh, Like, nowadays, when somebody records an album, then they sit on it for, like, eight fucking months because they want to release it, like, during the spring or, you know, and it's just so much dumb bullshit and prep time of everything. It's just, like... Totally, that's fucking man. cool, man. It was like the band just went in there. They recorded this album. It was out like literally the next month after it was done. You know, they could just they just went in and yeah. did it. Yeah, and did it hard. And that's why like, so many bands are went... able to just crank out albums like at least two a year, almost. You know, it was like... yeah. And um... and
1: it makes me think of say just to like modern times where you know with like digital albums and stuff. Yeah, like. Uh, I think, like, Kanye West or something, like, you know, he'll put an album up for, like, digital release in the cloud or whatever, mm-hmm. and he'll just go back and change things, like, all the time on his record. So when you go to listen to it, there's something different to it. You know, oh, there's something wow. different, there's something new. Like, like we'll just something... swap out, like, a
0: new, ver- like, mix of it or something? Yeah. Wow.
1: We'll go in and tweak and add parts, and imagine, like, Going in and making a record like pornography, where you said like four months or whatever, mm-hmm. um done, finished, out the door, on tape, like, and it's done. But just a, uh, you know, just a lot of artists nowadays are like they have years, and, yeah, or too much or time, an infinite amount of time
0: to yeah. make a, a piece, and it's weird to like. Well, even the Karen themselves, I mean, I mean, not even a knock on I mean, It is just the time and the state that they're at as a legendary band. But I mean, can you imagine them ever going in and recording an album in like four months and then literally putting it out like a month later? I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, how weird that is. Like, maybe they do, but yeah. I feel like it's just one of these things now where it's like inevitable where everybody just like, record yeah. shit then they go on vacation for like half a year then they come back yeah. and send it off to fucking Joe Schmo to master it for another six months and then <laughs> next thing you know like Five years have passed and it's like good god
1: there's board board meetings
0: yeah like then like especially if it's on a major label like all this shit just has to happen because they don't want to put it out as the same time as the new star wars movie and shit yeah (laughs) it's just like good lord just put the fucking thing out and yeah there's um, so
1: much beauty to that and and i think that's you know that that's that spark in energy to You know, pornography that kind of gives me a boner. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's just like a snippet, a quick snippet of a fucking raucous, like, just some rough waters, you know, with the band. And just, like, you know, Robert and Simon were feuding and, like... Yeah. Like... Lol was at peak,
0: you know, peak lol or something. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. he was. <laughs> Whatever was going on there was going on. In the... Yeah. Yeah. And well, Robert, I mean, Robert of...
1: sounded like he's kind of in a, like, kind of a brat mode. Like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um... it sounds like going back to what we were just saying, coming off the f- heels of faith, or we even finished that episode talking about how, like, playing those songs every night will just wear the fuck out of you and it sounded like they're just playing tons of shows still even going back to like Three Imaginary Boys like it sounded like it's just constant for the last these first four albums in four or five years worth where they're like playing 200 shows a year and stuff and like It just, like, Like is insane. And they're just finally starting to fucking just hate each other and stuff. You know, not even so much, like, hate, but, like, you're just around people that much, you know. And he's trying to artistically, like, be a director to this, like, weird-ass vision that he sort of has but doesn't. And then, like, at the same time, still wanting to just party with these dudes, you know. And it sounds like there's, like, a lot of just push and pull of imploding from the inside. I mean, any band. I mean, anyone that's played in a band knows that, like... You know, three weeks together is usually enough time, yeah. <laughs> let alone, like, four really intense albums in years together, which is, like, be so exhausting that, of course, something like pornography, next thing you know, you're, like, rubbing lipstick on your eyes and bleeding out on stage and shit, you know? yeah. it's, it's bound to happen, but,
1: uh, <laughs> And it's just, like, you find out later that, like, Robert and the roadies did a bunch of acid. Yes, I mean... And, and a- you're, like, fuck them, and, like assholes how come they didn't
0: did (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know which does lead us to probably their most widely open drug use album like LSD and just boozing out everywhere yeah what is up but it seems to be the one that they most openly will admit that was like yeah there's some some heavy shit going on and just chaos during the recording sessions they said there was like even days where like I think that's where Phil Thornley probably came in handy, where he would like be able to wrangle it in a bit more, you know. But um, or like, just facilitate. Yeah. I'm some rumors. <laughs> yeah. but um, like we're like <laughs> I don't couple, think he did that. Couple <laughs> of day, couple of days worth where they wouldn't even accomplish anything, you know. And that's got to be frustrating as shit, you know. Especially if you're making an album like this, where you're just like,
1: but you got to go through that. Like if if you uh, shrink what we were talking about, like mm-hmm. modern. You know where you go away you know to an island for two months while you're recording to like you know get things in perspective oh yeah you know you know if you if you narrow it down to like four months like a fucking day when you're getting down into some weird shit like that like oh, yeah. y- motherfuckers might need a day to just go like <laughs> yeah, totally. like what the fuck did we just do <laughs> right. and it's like i i think we got
0: trashed and we banged on tom's <laughs> for
1: like a day. for fucking four
0: hours <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> yeah i mean you can only imagine, I mean, you almost start to feel sorry for, like, Chris Perry and stuff, like, their management, where they just come in like, what is happening in here? It's like, there's like, I know. Dum, 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 dum. we got
1: this, it, man, it,
0: everything's great, we, we got you.
1: And like Robert singing behind, like, a, a, a wall of beer cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just stacked up, like, like that's what? something that's, one of those rumors from the record that it turns out it turns out to be true yeah i I remember reading it when i was like younger and was just like oh i've always loved that vision of that It's just like man if you make something like get in it like stay in it and yeah
0: yeah they were like i don't know on the floor in there and shit and like uh fucking that's great like i love i love that like it, it but the, it makes
1: me love the record. It's so endearing. And, some yeah, reason. it like,
0: comes through. I mean, and, and like, yeah. and, and in a weird way too. Like we're saying, with that shorter span of time of cranking it all out, not dwelling on stuff, but really diving in. Yeah. I mean, my like one of my overall themes or like things to to sum up the album in a positive way was that how like sparse it is, but it's not thin sounding. It's like the first layer. Like, I mean, it what. Was, well, I mean, when you listen to it, it's, there's not, like, tons of layers going on, like, later cure shit so much. I mean, there is, but it's more like, you could still kind of pick out each little part, but they all hold so much weight, like Faith, you know, but at the same it's time... It's not a pile of mush. Yeah. Like a, it's, it's not a sonic
1: mush. And, like, I read a review, kind of, I see what you're saying, like, I read a review, uh, so I'm smoking some pot since we're talking about doing drugs. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I mean, and this, but uh, of uh, f- an early review reminded of like a, a goth Phil Specter or something like that, like a, f- yeah. a goth Phil Spector Wallace sound or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It's like that dude did not know what he's talking about because it wasn't right because that would be like that mushy, you know, m- mushy in a good way, you know? right? Like you just think everything's blended together, and it's not like you were saying, it is like there's a lot of crazy shit going on, but there's a very defined like. That's one synth. That part. was like one track. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. One like guitar as far part.
0: As tracks. If you think of it all as like a like you're mixing it and then like on one track, like you A coo- song sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> There's that's
1: only the, five layers. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. 'Cause I mean, there's a lot of later shit, like disintegration <laughs> in particular, you listen to that, I mean stuff just yeah. blends and merges. You don't even know what the yeah. fuck when it turns from a guitar into a keyboard on a lot it's of like shit. You know? of yeah, it's like a rippling sea of
1: sounds. Yeah,
0: there's just so much of it. Gurgling around. But I mean on this, like you, you know there's like a a keyboard part going and it's got like crazy weight and all kinds of cool shit going on. But it is yeah. just one thing and like when you really listen to it there's it really is, you know, like eight tracks on a lot of the songs. It's not that much, but, like, it just holds so much no. weight. And like, and, yeah, I, I mean, and, a, and a cool, like, observation of that is, like, when they play them live, like, I mean, now they're able to fill it in a lot more when they play it live. But, it, like, you watch those old videos of, like, Hanging Garden in particular. It's like, God damn it. It's fucking awesome, you know? And it, but it, yeah, it's I weird do. how, like, it almost sounds thinner. Well, I mean, it does live, but at the same time, it's really not yeah, that man. different than the recording, you know, other than maybe some no. keyboards not taken out. But you realize it's like, oh, that's all just bass going like. Da, 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 da. And it's just like the yeah, fucking dude. drums going nuts. And it's crazy. I love it. You know, it's like a it's like a beautiful country song, but then in a goth rock way, you know, where you're just like, oh, yeah. man, everything was like right where it's, it needed to it's, be. It is stripped down and sincere. I found a cool quote from I think it was from that, that Ten Imaginary Boys but it was chris perry who was pretty you know kind of annoying his manager style of like not being super on board with this album until you know <laughs> of course as yeah. any manager would be probably but like but he actually had a good like point when he was like summing up the process of like recording and putting this record out he was just like yeah it was weird and Like, kind of paraphrasing, of course, but he was saying, like, something along the lines of, like, Three Imaginary Boys was just, like, fueled by being young and naive. And then, like, 17 seconds had, like, a clear cut vision. And then Faith was, like, just fueled by, like, difficulty and, like, under difficult circumstances and stuff. And then, like, pornography was, like, if you take all those and, like, wrap it into like, one awful, like, mess of a blanket, you know, <laughs> which, which makes sense. I mean, I think that's why it's genius, but at the same time, I don't know if he was saying it in a positive way, but, but yeah, I mean, you take, like, just being naive, having a vision still, yeah. you know, and then just having all that, like, difficulty that like faith had of the next step of their lives yeah, i mean it really sums it and up aren't
1: like some good thing i don't
0: it really does there aren't some good things difficult like <laughs> yeah exactly you know you gotta go yeah. there <laughs> especially yeah. if it's sincere you know like if like, mm-hmm. and i think like it, it's sad because you don't want you know these nice kids to be going through this shit but yeah. like i mean it was a part that also matched up with what was going on in their fucking lives so (laughs) we've mentioned in the past of like things to build context to before we dive into actual songs um 1982 in general and i actually looked a few funny ones up like going back to our just like heaven episode where we uh we were I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one you were uh, probably about five or six when this came out. So <laughs> that's fucking weird, don't you think? Like I was definitely five, so you're you're a few mm. months older than me there. So you have probably been about six when this came out, and uh, just thinking that my kid's like four, yeah. almost, you know, gonna be five next year. To just think that, like, wow, that's like. Pretty weird, but um, but 1982, uh, it definitely uh, was the year that ET came out. To refer back to our Just Like Heaven episode, <laughs> so ET e. came out uh, when like June of this year, so a little l- barely pre-ET. So uh, yeah, um, I love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett was a, a number one hit. Um, Chariots of Fire was a major theme uh, or a major Oscar winner, and uh, Ebony and Ivory yeah. was a hit song.
1: I love that song and I love the chairs. <laughs> yeah, the I mean Fire so, Song. They're all pretty good songs, but I still as... kind of like the Chairs of Fire.
0: Right yeah, there. it's pretty beautiful. <laughs> I like that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> like true. when I was a kid I remember watching it it's like what? The running. What is it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of uh the, the heart of the Cold War and Reagan um yeah, oh God. just and all we're this there like, now. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the t- there was a lot of dark shit, though. Like, when you looked up, like, just a general of '82, like, it was like nobody I was nervous
1: and nukes and Russians.
0: Nobody was, like, really, um like, throwing out, like, a lot of, like, really awesome positive things. It was, like, nothing, like, huge it was, like, the Tylenol murders, you know, like, when they were, like, remember, like, Swapping out Tylenol tablets with like cyanide and shit, and like so they had all that huge Tylenol recall. Just like Don Henley was pumping out solo records. (laughs) (laughs) Shit was getting dark. So I mean, maybe maybe Robert was onto something. And like um, he was the Dow Jones was up, so that tells you something crooked's going on. Um, Lots of bombings, like a lot of terrorist bombings and like plane crashes. Tons of fucking plane crashes. The one that hit like the 14th Street bridge in dc and shit and uh oh snap yeah so like all that weird kind of shit thriller came out in november so a little later but um yeah so, which is also dark yeah like fucking, i mean if,
1: if you're looking at like you know the pop world yeah i mean there's it's just this weird zombies and werewolves halloween
0: and song coming out in november you know what,
1: what? <laughs> still never understood the, that that's michael jackson flexing his
0: balls like like, I don't don't give a fuck it's not Halloween (laughs) (laughs) like like, what you're talking about like spooky shit I'm
1: taking out Thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's, it's so weird I never understood that like why everybody was so cool with like Basically the equivalent of Monster Mash being like, not just a single, but like the fucking title of his record. And it's like, what? It'd be like putting out like a Santa song in like June or something, you know? It's like, I love fucking Christmas. You got a problem with it? (laughs) And if it's a strong enough song, it's like, yeah, it'll take off. You know, it's like. it's Yeah, I'm all on board. I love Halloween. But I was like, what the fuck? What? Why is nobody questioning this? It's (laughs) <laughs> but well, but yeah. that's, that's where uh, things were it, It's sold, see, yeah, man. so whatever I guess I, I don't have any room to argue it But uh. <laughs> So what do you think about the actual song? Should we dive into some some tunes? It leads off There's only eight tracks yeah. again Another short, numbered album But I guess they're all kind of longer tracks Comes out blazing, 100 years <sighs> Probably the most reoccurring song from this album To appear in like, set lists and stuff too, strangely enough um, yeah, it's an it's an odd one too to
1: like to be a reoccurring one yeah. for me. It's just like like drum machine, yeah. and, and I think it's it's like the first use of a drum machine.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think first non-lol track on a Kero album, maybe drum wise. N-
1: no, he so. programmed the drums.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Well, good on him. <laughs> Fuck yeah, and he nailed it, man! Like, what a.
0: Yeah, and first his uh, he played keyboards on it, so his first keyboard plan on recording yeah. and live, so that's cool. Yeah, it's a cool song. I love it. I feel like it's a a good uh, kickoff track. You know, it's like kind oh, of perfect. one of those first kind of like overly long, rambly that would kind of become like more of a formula for Cure songs too. It's his like- Bob Dylan lyrics, like his Bob, it's like the,
1: it just reminds me of Bob Dylan if he was all gothy, like, uh, yeah. like when Bob Dylan goth got weird. Dylan. <laughs> yeah, like, goth Dylan, <laughs> but um, but it, it's just like this like stream of dark consciousness, like shit, like, yeah. like it, it, I don't know, it, it's like uh, all these dope phrases and it sounds like they're just like, to me, sometimes it just sounds like, lyrically like. He just wrote a bunch of really, he wrote some really good phrases, some goofy ones. Threw them in a hat and just picked them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely it's yeah, not like a like a story song by any means. But I mean, no. the overall stories there and emotions there. But like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I felt like yeah, like I always I've probably said this before at some point, but I feel like this is like the. Uh, like first version of like Disintegration, the song is kind of in the same yes. vein where it's just like this kind of like cool bass line over like a loopish drum, if not an actual drum loop and like yeah. having just like those cool, like almost rhythmic more than content of lyrical, you know, just like the, like rapping Dylan style, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I totally know what you mean by that aspect. And uh, I think he nails it. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, one of those ones when I when they play it live I'm I'm always a little torn because I love it but I know it's a longer song so it's like all right we're going on this jer- yeah. journey now you know?
1: <laughs> I always wish they did more of that with just like just real simple drum machine like that was some ahead of its time I and mean, it's not ahead of its time shit but like they did it well like to me it's a, almost like some of the first like shoegazy shit like um, you know, it was just like a drum machine, just like a real basic, like just on a loop, yeah, and just like crazy fucking guitars, like yeah, I love like you know, the, the, that, that's one of the songs where I like I I check the batteries in my Walkman. I'm like, because <laughs> what does that sound?
0: Yeah, it's really just and a well placed <laughs> like weird like just that you know it's just like like a yeah. cool like. Like riff that you kind of just do through it's the like song, like a siren going that.
1: off in the back the whole time. it's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this?
0: It's pretty awesome. Roar, roar. Like it, yeah, it's... it's cool that it's not like the driving. You know, it's like the bass is just like totally fucking laying it down. You know, like yeah. chord progression wise, and then you just have like that little riff that comes in and and just balances it out with some like shriekingness. It's it's awesome. I don't know. I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm all in yeah, favor yeah. of that song <laughs> yeah, It's like You're not
1: gonna hum That guitar riff Just walking down the street Going You're not, you're not gonna be uh, You're not gonna be like
0: Do 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 Yeah But
1: yeah. That was Let's go to bed <laughs> Right on If everyone knows I gotcha. Just so everyone knows gotcha. But you're not gonna be Humming <laughs> the guitar riff To <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> This song It is know? a little bit I mean I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> On those edgier days maybe Yeah <laughs> uh, What about short-term effect? uh, Short-term effect? Mm Mm-hmm. Next track. I think it's
0: great.
1: Yeah. I love the drums on
0: it. Yeah, it's like a little note to make, but it's like one of many on this album of like just that driving drums really carry the fucking song. It's crazy how many of these like where the drums are just as like catchy and uh, like almost like guitar riffs more, you know, like, which is yeah. strange for a lot of songs. A lot of Cure songs, not so much as soon as you hear them. Maybe we just like know them and love them so much that like, as soon as you hear that, like if somebody was just playing that beat, I would know that, you know, it's like pretty rare for me. Yes. You know? So, just <laughs> I real. know like as soon as, like that and like figurehead in particular or something, you know, you're just like, as soon oh, as Jesus. you fucking hear that, it's like, you know, it's that song, you don't even have to like, play any of the guitar parts over it or anything you know and it's just like man once when i first got a drum set Mm -hmm.
1: and kind of sorted it out Mm -hmm. like drum beats off of pornography (laughs) yeah i I would imagine that'd be like the bread and butter (laughs) to somebody like just starting
0: (laughs) out where you're like fuck yeah it's like it's a whole song right there. You got Fuck it. Him, you yeah, just man. hear all those parts probably in your head as you're playing. You don't even have to play along to a long door recording or anything. You know, it's just dude. Like... When like
1: when I was uh, when I was in marching band and I was playing the quads, like all the toms, you know, mm-hmm. like I would play this sh- like v- drum. R- I'm gonna call them riffs, drum riffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> off for pornography on the quads, like and they're so perfect because they're so tonal and you can like riff like rhythmically and melodically and and i think it's like with lowell like uh you know things i think that kind of led up to this like you could see it on faith like Mm -hmm. kind of like faith is like his some of his some of my favorite drumming of his and this pornography is like flat out like full-on badass lol drumming like yeah. it's his best man like how like how many songs like how many i'm, I'm a drummer so it's kind of hard for me to right <laughs> like i just but yeah just, i mean I, I i pay attention to drums anyways but like yeah. you not being a drummer yeah like, exactly this is like a drum riff album like
0: that's hard to do yeah like you know yeah even though like i feel like disintegration is close with that i mean there's still like if you play like the drum beat to like homesick yeah i probably wouldn't be like oh fucking homesick like right off the bat you know (laughs) it's like pretty much every song on this album like if you just start playing it on drums i would be like yeah all right you know this is totally fucking hanging gardener i mean all of them are so distinct rhythms and like I, I would them. say drum wise, disintegration
1: is the second, like the only other record I could, yeah. record I could think of, yeah, yeah, like, like with like where it's like, uh, you could recognize the song by the drum riff, or right? The drum parts like because they're
0: so distinct and dope. Yeah, yeah, I think like and faith should be that way, but I almost kind of feel like if you played me some faith beats, I probably not... wouldn't really. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they seem like they are, but they're not really. Some of them, but not really, you know? (laughs) Um, I feel like lyrically too, like a lot of uh, asylum lyrics. There was like a quote of like Robert was reading again of a lot of mental health books and like books on actual like Insane asylums, and this one in particular was one that. That's
1: so bad to read when you're doing ass. Yeah, a
0: lot. It was just, <laughs> it's like, what? Well, he's come asking on, for dude, this really? shit. Like, yeah, so, which is another uh, sub question, actually, that we probably shouldn't <laughs> get into. Was he asking for it? You know, so, there's that. We'll get back to that idea. Remind me of that if I don't bring it up. But uh, Hanging mm-hmm. Garden going into uh, drums, another super distinct drum intro. Oh, snap. so. I mean, like, you hear that fucking drums. You know exactly, you know what's what, up. yeah, and it's uh, and again, like I said, that song in particular, when you hear that bass line come in, that's like the whole fucking song, you know. Oh. And it's like, and then throwing that little again, like the guitar riff, much like a hundred years, where it has that little like, you know, I mean, it's just like a riff, and that's all he's really playing yeah. over that, and that's crazy and so cool. Definitely was a highlight of our uh, our singles only show in Charlotte. Was hearing that like it's one that it's kind of not played that frequently over the years. It was always for considering it was a single. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, getting the that hair, shit made my day, getting the hair hanging garden. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's fucking good. I love yeah,
1: it. No, that was solid man. And it's like, yeah, you don't hear it much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it was so good to hear this and they nailed it. Like they I don't know, they just they did a really good version of it.
0: I <laughs> still love and, like the idea of, like if you write a song like that and you didn't play it at every show. I mean, it's like that sounds so good. Why wouldn't you play? Like, it? Why would you not? <laughs> yeah, just I know. So, it's like how could you like just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so good. <laughs>
1: but uh, I guess they got a lot to choose from. <laughs> but uh, I know totally. And um, and I think this is like this one. It's uh one of like. Of uh, Simon's bass lines,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's like yeah. Simon and his like his bad Like that riff is so gnarly. It's so gnarly, and he nails it. And that shit's hard. Like you know playing that riff that's a fucking hard (laughs) bass part man like and And it's weird because it's not
0: awesomely and it's not weird in like a like a Smith bass line kind of way where it's just like doing some really i mean it really is just like the chords but he's like just playing it with like such like badass like you're saying and just like just rhythmically yeah on it like on it somehow making like just those three chords i think it is like just fucking the whole song <laughs> like i mean the fact that you can just build the whole song on that and it doesn't get old by like the second chorus yeah. i mean it's just like damn that's just rad man it's like but uh, yeah yeah and know. hanging
1: gardens like one of those early like i remember just watching shit with you and we were kids mm-hmm. and like seeing the seeing the video yeah then there's
0: Such a ridiculously weird and cool video and they're just like yeah wearing this crazy mask which is i'm sure there's some like, shit story behind weird, man. yeah <laughs> trench coats and shit And this is around yeah. the album which is worth noting i think like faith maybe not quite dove into the whole what would become like the actual cure image but like definitely by right. pornography he's got like the big hair and the full-on eye makeup and everything's never turning back at that point yeah so uh, uh, yeah this is the first song i've said on numerous occasions too that piqued my interest from from the old jeff butler collection there that was a hanging garden strange enough aside from the singles you know as far as liking songs here and there but i remember just being like kind of mocking it even like falling to the walls what you know but at the same time it, it had seeped into my skin whether i liked it or not and i was like
1: Cuz you like you like pornography more than you like faith, right?
0: Nah, ultimately, uh, now I would take faith over pornography. But um more just cuz on an average day, I'd probably listen to faith and enjoy it more than pornography. Like hmm. I like the like uniqueness of pornography it makes me intriguing to me, you know, or just yeah. like it is like the like the like we talked about the the danger side of the cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah. And it's weird going even back to earlier topics of like um, our first impressions and stuff too. I felt like it's worth noting of like (laughs) maybe... First impressions. That should be a segment. (laughs) First first impressions. First impressions. But but it's weird. Like I felt like, and maybe like the the actual content doesn't back it up when I look at it now, but I felt like as a kid, and we've talked about this, I think maybe in an episode where it got cut out, but um, like I felt like around like you know, the peak of disintegration and stuff when we were really getting into Mm -hmm. the cure, like, a lot of pornography was frowned upon in a sense. And, like, I remember when we bought the albums and stuff and when I was, like, diving through them all one at a time in the first few Mm -hmm. months of it, it was kind of, like, noted that this was their, like, we don't give a fuck album. And it was, like they were making fun of it and stuff at the time. Like a lot of interviews where he's like, yeah, maybe I just interpreted that as like, like I was trying to break up the band, you saying? Cause it was like, we were just imploding. And so I kind of always took it with a grain of salt. It was like, this was like, they're just their fucking crazy drug album or whatever, you know? And it took me longer to dive into it because of that, I think, you know? But like, I don't know. Did you feel the same way where I was like a little? I see what you're saying, like,
1: And this is pre-internet
0: motherfuckers. Yeah. So you have like one interview that you've got from like a Rolling Stone that you're going on for like (laughs) nine months.
1: (laughs) And they're always like, they're always like beating around the bush with shit and the media and whatever. And like, you know, and like Simon left the band and like things completely changed with the band. Like after this record, like Simon's out and was it like yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, Japanese Whispers is the next,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that mostly in the end, but I think I know what you're saying as far as like we're just that that, that there's a lot of weight that like shifted after this album for better, especially and, for kids that like see where And we went. know that
1: in retrospect now. Yeah, but yeah. When yeah. we were kids, it's like how do we sum that like, so that's going to have an impact because like when we were listening to this, like we're fucking kiddos and how are we going to understand all this bullshit like when we you know once you're older you can like wrap your head around shit and go like oh you know
0: stress drugs you know, this and that yeah, yeah everything just like made more sense but yeah and they were like in their early 20s mhm and i always you felt like I, I dismissed <laughs> this album too because <laughs> i felt like cuz it only had the one single it was kind of dismissed as, like, the crappy album or whatever. You know, like, I felt like, oh, Hanging Garden's just a weird fucking... Even going back to Hanging Garden, because we were talking about that, like... I don't even really know, like, single hunting-wise. Like, I love it, and of course, it caught my ear, but... I don't think I would have, like, grabbed that as the one single. It almost did seem like Chris Perry picked it, I think I read, and, like, management-wise, yeah. it was just like, well, none, of these, why? none like, of these are fucking singles, so I might as well just blindly grab this one because it's, like, yeah, you know, I, and it was, like, I I wouldn't probably have grabbed it. If I had to pick one song, I probably would have gone with, like, Strange Wait, 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 wait let
1: me guess, let me guess, let me guess. <laughs> Which one? Did you hear me? A
0: Strange Day. Yeah, yeah, A Strange Day, I think. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why would that not be the fucking single? It's like the most melodic and kind of throws back to the old stuff still a little bit more in the future, but yeah, that seemed more like the obvious one, but like, you know? Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't know, and like, I think that had a lot to do with like, the point being of like, not really sure what the hell was up with this album, because it had like this one single that wasn't really even like the best song, and like... You know what I mean? It was just like, well, clearly yeah. nobody cared about this album as much as they should have. You know, so it was like, I don't know. So that's kind of weird. If, if, like, if I were to like, you know,
1: say be uh, Chris Perry, like picking out like the single, and and I guess just trying to, I'm um, just
0: trying to like justify like how someone could not
1: pick a strange day.
0: Yeah, and it's um, weird, and maybe it, Robert it, fought you, for it. I don't be... really remember the who. I I think I read something yeah. fairly recently that Chris Perry picked it, but like maybe Robert was on board. I don't really remember, but like or not and not caring. Yeah, he probably was just like whatever the fuck. I don't care at this point. But and he's
1: just like, do you know what it just did? Like, like I'm taking a like you pick whatever. Yeah, like I'm going do <laughs> some shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But if like you know if. So say you don't pick, like, the obvious, so you pick, like, I'll pick something edgy. Like, the hanging garden isn't the most offensive, edgy thing.
0: Yeah, true.
1: You know, but, like, do you go shocking, then, if you're not going with the pop? A Strange Day, like, there's other, like, more shocking, like, oof, you want to make an impact of, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess in comparison, the darker, the darker. When you look at the other shit, it's like, well, yeah, definitely, like, cold is not gonna be the single, even though it's like awesome song (laughs) and stuff like that. But if you want to make a point though, like, put out cold. Yeah, yeah, just like, hey, this
1: records, this records a motherfucker, guys. Like, dive on in.
0: Yeah, like I guess it's, speaker... like, the heart of, like, album, and, you know, I think just that idea of, like, it's an album, it's not a single. I mean, kind of, like, what they ended up, like, trying to do with Bloodflowers, where it was just, like, there isn't a single, you know. He, the, you know, that's what they said right off the bat with Bloodflowers, but by that point, it was a little too far, <laughs> you know. But, but, I mean, that's kind of what they probably should have done with this, just, like, there isn't a single, listen to the whole album, you know. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I bet there's debate of that, like... Yeah, I wonder if that it was even stemmed from this, I wonder. but yeah. Interesting. What about Sami's Twins? That's my oh, new favorite, man. actually. Strange Day always used to be my, <laughs> my fucking go-to song from this album, but Sami's yeah, Twins, god damn, that song is so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's probably my hands-down favorite now, I think. Get down. It's like a... It's got a, all of it. It like really has enough catchiness where it's there, and it's, it's just got the fucking darkness and the like fucking, I don't know, it's haunting, as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> and it gives yeah. it a haunting <laughs> it's song. Cheesy, it's man. just like, <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Let's try not to use the internet for my notes, but uh, I'm going to read my <laughs> notes for this one. Um, Siamese twin uh, lyrics, You're nothing. Is it always like this?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, that last line is just genius. Is that oh like the way they just break it down too? And it just repeats. Mm. So good. I uh Oh it just
1: like starts off with that beat. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like so
0: slow and sweet. And I feel like, yeah, lyrically, it's like like we said earlier with 100 Years, where it is kind of like that kind of awesome, like, well, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but it's awesome. <laughs> like This one, it's like, mm-hmm. this really feels like you're in the belly of the beast when you're listening yeah. to it. Like, he's like fucking in it, and you're like, whatever it is, and whatever mood you're in, this is you're in it too, you know? And it's like, you feel like you're right there with him when you're listening to the lyrics of this.
1: What a way to round out an album. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, Or round out a side of an album. And then...
0: Yeah, uh, every song is well-placed on this album. That's definitely a huge... Yes. Otherwise, like, you couldn't really shuffle any of these and have it be in some other spot, you know? Like, a lot of even Cure albums in particular, it's fun to just kind of think about like well if you shuffled this around maybe it would keep the flow going in a different mm-hmm. way and like even for better or worse you know just for fun's sake but like this one is especially with much, kiss me yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah so many albums you could do that and this one's just kind of like nah i can't nope. imagine like side two starting any other way than with figurehead you know yeah <laughs> So what's
1: what's the next uh what's the next one
0: Figure hands, I do. How about that segue? <laughs> but Jesus, uh,
1: what's the uh, what's the first? Let's put you on the spot. What's the first uh, the opening lyric, opening line on that?
0: Shopping and open, leave me alone. That you one? have to, yeah. Remember, uh, we we uh, this is the first day that Don and I officially ever recorded music together. I feel like it was in the garage. And uh, mm-hmm. we played two terrible covers. We played <laughs> this and Perfect Kiss. And further noting the genius of this drum beat and the way Donald played it, as far as I could tell, where basically all he had to do is play the drum beat the figurehead. And I think I went doo 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 on a keyboard, totally wrong notes, totally wrong key. But like it was enough to like for me just to sing over the beat. And we could have a cover, you know. And I was like, "That and was." And I fucking- played,
1: I played that fucking beat to a fucking <laughs> tee, and I used, uh, I you know, since I was in marching band, I had all these different like fuzzy mallets and shit, yeah. and I knew enough about the band to like, oh, I'm fucking busting out some fucking fuzzy mallets on this motherfucker. Um, I totally remember that
0: dude, and I remember th- distinctly remembering, <laughs> guy, you're like, let's do figurehead, and I was like really I, you know trying in between days or something <laughs> like i had i had like the the little from the cassette lyric notes i'm like all right let's fucking do this yeah. and, I'm, and i remember just being like wow it's such a cool that you could just sing over a beat that much you know and it was dreadful. I was tone deaf and totally out of time and shit. But like and uh we had like the great <laughs> moment of the recording where my voice cracks and it was like too many secrets, too many It <laughs> was like I was like, ah. like it's hard to fucking sing. Even for a little adolescent boy that hasn't even oh. fully gone through puberty yet. It's hard to hit those Robert <laughs> notes. But uh yeah, that was a distinct that we did Perfect kiss by New Order, which was equally as brutal, but um at least I had part of the keyboard down for that. Time. And two originals, but uh, yeah, it was Figurehead. That was like one of the, such a weird fucking. Then like that idea of like my poor parents like hearing us covering <laughs> that song. Like, <laughs> <It's good. laughs> like like what? Like Perfect Kiss makes a little more sense, the new order song. But like uh, hearing your yeah. fucking kids like singing the lyrics to figurehead in the garage, that would be a little fucking weird. Like as an apparent now, I'd be like, yeah. oh, oh shit. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> but, uh... I know. <laughs> and, and
1: <laughs> there's so, <laughs> so many beautiful aspects of that story. Like that I think tie into like the, uh, sincerity and like why it's sincere. This album mm-hmm. is, you know, they they uh, they they keep it simple, you know. It's not a it's not a a wall of sound, at you know at a little deeper listen, you know. It's like they still keep it simple, where it's just like just four or five parts. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they they'll take you know some toms and overdub some drum parts maybe, and like and it sounds great. And then they'll take like one or two keyboard parts. Mm-hmm. And they'll like run them through like through some effects, and then there'll be like one guitar part, maybe, or in, like a bit you know it's like very simple, Just, like four or five parts or whatever. It's my point yeah that that it's something that's and what makes it sincere is like it's something like some fucking kids pre internet can figure out a song, figure out how to play it with fuzzy mallets like figure out like we can get more reverb if we record it in the garage and we never played in the fucking garage like we always practiced (laughs) in the fucking basement so that was weird it's like it was like our first road gig knowing that my family would hear us and make fun of everything we did
0: yeah because there'd
1: be more reverb in there Uh, yeah and there's like tons of reverb on everything on the record like (laughs)
0: <laughs> totally. And that's
1: why your parents should have been concerned because it's like, <laughs> it is a fucking weird thing to be screaming over and over again
0: in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> but um like, whatever <laughs> he's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, too uh, many secrets, too many lies.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so great.
0: Oh, I will never be clean again. I know you're screwed. <laughs> I will never be clean. Like You're like fucking 13, 12, man. 100. Your
1: parents really dropped the ball. That. Like, like, Whatever. It'll, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I want to say it was pre-internet, so they didn't,
1: but they they, yeah, they they, didn't know, but they, they heard it. <laughs> it. Like, they should have been like, what?
0: Denial goes a long way. <laughs> Because <laughs> we didn't take him to the mall. What is he all mad about? What he I know. <laughs> What's his problem? He didn't even have a girlfriend. It's not like he got dumped or anything. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, so figurehead. That was a, a dear part in my heart. Yeah, that uh, that, that
1: song does always have a <laughs> a special spot, and yeah, it's just so accessible.
0: Yeah, find that recording. Maybe we can put it on the website for this. But I'd, I'd be willing to bear that horrible, horrible uh, feeling. Maybe a little... snippet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in and auto tune it. Or <laughs> 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 fix the, uh, fix the pitch. <laughs> but, uh... oh. Yeah, it's strange day, man. Yeah. So that's another one. That's some bitch. That's another one that um I always liked, but in orange made me love more for some reason. Seeing it on there, that was like when they played on that, and was like, it's like, oh yeah, that's on fucking rules. And then go back and listen to it, kind of just based on like the the smoke and the swirly. I love that guitar part, you know? Yeah, Like, like just how fucking brilliant that is. And again, just so like I feel like that's a great ode to like uh the production probably phil thornley maybe it was a robert idea yes but like just like some cool trickeries as far as arrangement and stuff on that song like something i didn't realize fully until later i didn't really think about it but uh uh the guitar part that is technically the solo when it cuts out on like that middle part where like the drums and the bass cut out and it goes down 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 like that's Mm -hmm. like that's the same guitar part that goes through the whole fucking song, but it just sounds so much more epic when they cut out the bass and the drums, you know, like after the bridge, I guess it is. And, uh, it's, just, it's weird when it's, like, something you've already heard two times, I think, even by that point. But, like, when it kicks in, you're like, yeah, guitar solo. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd put that above any, like, slash solo or anything, you know? It's just, like, that fucking nails it. As soon as you hear it, you just hear, like, that swirling flange and, like, cool man. guitar shit, you know?
1: <laughs> like, I know exactly what you mean, man. Like, this song is shoegazy as fuck. Yeah, and it's like, like all all the things that I love, and just like swirly sounds and swirly guitars, and like, yeah. like there's like a keyboard riff in that, mm-hmm. and it's like a riff by me, like, by riff I mean like a couple notes, <laughs> Three and like, it, descending notes, yeah, <laughs> and and it and it just like, it just like has this little waver to it, yeah. and it's just like the most beautiful fucking sound, and like. Oh, and they just did it so well. And that song is so simple. Like, you could drop anything out in that. And if it were just soloed, it would be like, damn. Like, the guitar solo you were talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Literally, any part of that song could be soloed at any point, and it would be just as dramatic. And, God, it's fantastic. And, like, why was that not the fucking single? Like, Like, if you want something that was accessible and, like,
0: and Whatever. Just, and even on like the bare surface of like obvious, like just strange day, like the atmosphere conveys that so much. Like it just feels like Ooh. anytime you're in like a day and you're like, this is just fucking weird and like you could play that in like the movie of your life as being the the back soundtrack you know what i mean (laughs) it's just like yeah it's just like there's so much there's enough atmosphere in this song to start a fucking planet you know i mean it's like it's so much atmosphere that just conveys all that you know i love it (laughs) it's one that i Uh. always have my my secret set lust referring back to that idea of like it doesn't ever seem absurd that they would like have the possibility of playing that one because they do throw it in enough. But, like, yeah, it's always in the back of my head where that's definitely one where I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be so fucking cool. Like, you better they, play that, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like once maybe I've heard that. I don't think I've heard it hardly at all. Like, in any of the shows I've seen it, I've never really looked at. Man. Really? I always Yeah. Saw- <laughs> I don't think they play it that much. I think I saw it maybe once or twice, but... That's dumb. Yeah, they should have it in every... So many songs. <laughs> they should play I know. They should play eight hours through. Cold is a another fan favorite.
1: Damn.
0: That one's a pretty uh I love watching the there's a few of those old clips. Like that one in particular was wearing like the pink long sleeve shirt. You know, I think it's like a French That's thing exactly what I was talking <laughs> you <know>? about. Man. <laughs> like that shit's great. Or like uh when they do cold and like, is that the one where like Simon has like the the floor pedals on the bass, like the organ, yeah. and he does like the like, that's pretty awesome. Like, oh, just seeing that, like, oh yeah, that would be cool to sh- shit to see live in any format. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. It's such a weird one where it's just like deep cut through and through, but it's one of those ones that just gets better over time. Like a fine wine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is such a good song. (laughs) Yeah, it it is one of
1: those ones, like, I grew to appreciate, like, you know, the older I got. Yeah. And fuck, man, like, just how that song's set up. Yeah. Sonically, you know, just with, like, like you're saying with, like, Simon playing, like, bass and, like, a Little, like, yeah, s- synth bass pedals, you know, yeah, yeah,
0: it's one of the best. Uh, it's a very the best on the album, man. Yeah, it's a very like deep cut, but in the sense that, like, the song could not be on any other album but pornography, you know, yeah, <laughs> it has like the whole um, name like Ice into My Heart, the eternal lyric.
1: Jesus, <laughs> that,
0: I think that got like cut from one of our other episodes maybe not but we're we're shocked that that mumbled line it reappears in last dance i wasn't i was late to stumble across that for other people that uh it's like oh yeah it's like some kind of throwback. has that been it is has a, it been a fact officially thing. i think it goes without saying i think it's pretty 98 percent confirmed i would say at this point but yeah, it's in there. I fucking I, hear I it I like that there's time. like a whole Bigfoot-esque yeah, thing about <laughs> like, like a, a, a fucking... watch. It's like <laughs> it's in there. It's a Sasquatch. I fucking hear it every time I hear it now. So whether it's in there or not, I don't know. But, uh...
1: You're gonna have all these like. I bet. I bet soon there's gonna be uh, a video of you on YouTube. Like, I'm here in the bunker. <laughs> uh,
0: here it is. I'm gonna. A big pointy arrow to the... You're
1: going to play some grainy footage of the song somehow. Yeah. And, <laughs> as you <it> can hear. <laughs>
0: like, what is he talking about? It's a grassy knoll, man. <laughs> Don't you see it, man? Don't you hear it? It's all so clear. <laughs> it's, it all makes sense. Drink the Kool-Aid. Down in the wolf bin. <laughs> and it's weird that it doesn't pull up from cold. It just kind of like fucking nose dives into the song pornography, which is mm. uh, it's like, and that's it. That's the, album. like, I feel like the song pornography, how do you feel about that? I feel like I hear like a lot of mixed things about the song pornography.
1: It's, uh, I, I'm of uh, kind of two two stances on it where, one, it's either filler. Like, they just didn't have a song to round it out. Where they could have ended with cold, which has just been like, damn it, like, whoa ha! But, you know, with, with a, a descending and a crash, you know, you have to have the crash and you have to have the smoldering... <laughs> Pile <laughs> <Jimmerish> of of <laughs> uh, of everything and violence and yeah, yeah and the and the and it's you know to me it's like it starts off with like the dumbest drum beat on the album what but Lowell played the shit out of it. it like it's a tricky little thing and he stuck to it and nailed the whole part but it's like right. the the least Ex- memorable drum riff yeah on the album and but songs. it adds it, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. he's just doing, like, a little chaotic, th- repetitive thing. And, like, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm I not mean, crazy I, about the song. And it's, like,
0: I feel a little more reassured, reassured that you say that. Yeah, because I totally like, feel the same way. People go crazy over it. And I don't know if it's just because it's, like, anything. So o- yeah, Woo. and anything off of Woo-hoo. pornography, people are, like, yay. Yeah, and they, like, they played this at, like, one of the New York, the Madison Square Garden shows. And, like everybody's ecstatic like and it, yeah and it is awesome and totally cool and i'm I'm assuming most people were happy just in the sense because it's rare-ish you know and like yeah. what you know but i mean like yeah as far as actual songs i mean i think it's great and it fits the album just as like a concept album wise yeah it needs to be on there and it rounds it out and it's just fucking weird and intense like the whole album but yeah as far as like like you're saying like for how memorable every beat is on yeah. this, and like it's just like nothing. The whole song, I feel like, is just not memorable for me. Like as many yeah. times as I've listened to this album, I just it's always like that that weird sample. Like to the point now, when they play I it know. live, and it isn't as like jimbly and like jumbled up in like like mix wise like where he's actually mm-hmm. saying the words and shit like i don't even like really catch that it's that yeah. i mean you catch it it is the song but it doesn't sound anything like the recording really you know i'm like oh no. wow. and I, yeah i could totally live without it i guess more importantly how you feel about the actual title of pornography being the the title there was some cool controversy with the band and that but like
1: i love it i love everything about it yeah like it's a good
0: title yeah, no, like, it, 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 you you know, it's like, you know, it's grasping it like controversy a little too much or do you think it's like, n- I, I think, no. Yeah. I, I think it's a, like, I think
1: it's a joke, you know, like, yeah, yeah. some of that old Bob Smith humor, <laughs> right? like, you know, and, it it like, and it's funny, yeah. like, yeah, it's funny <laughs> as shit. Cause like pornography, like, Oh my God. Right. You know, it, it's like, you know, a, a band naming, uh, the like that band women, you know, like Google that, like, like a, a band coming, you know, in this uh, Google, like Google pornography, mm-hmm. see what comes up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like that same shock, like, oh, pornography. Yeah. He, he was uh, some
0: foresight. There was a good little bit in the 10 10 measure like years thing where he was talking about that where he liked it because it was um everybody had a different like definition of pornography if you ask them you know like yeah. what, what pops into your mind when you hear pornography and it was like he was, like, kind of jokingly saying, like, Lowell <laughs> L- 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 and Simon just kept saying, like, well, sex. Obviously, sex. All <laughs> just goes back to sex. And, like, and then, like, their friend Bill, like said, it's like a hit parade or it's, like, gross pornography, of you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, Robert had, like, this whole spiel. And there's a great little paragraph that, that if you want to read it in 10 Imagine Years, but it, like, narrowed it down to basically it's not the subject uh, which is pornographic, but the interpretation of it, like a, yes, like you could, like
1: you could maybe look at this record as like an overindulgence.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or
1: you could look at what they're doing as like a critique of, or an honest statement, or you know, it's it's all how you want to view this record.
0: Yeah, I mean, even taking his perspective, if you take the sex angle of it, like porno- pornography, of people yeah. just. Having sex is just people having sex, but, like, if you have the footage or whatever and whatever you're doing to watching the people, that's the pornographic side of it. Yeah. It's your interpretation of these people just doing something anyway, so, it's a, and, so yeah, it makes total and, sense. And uh, is not that art? Yes. <laughs> Damn, he's good. <laughs> I know. Damn you. So then you record a great album like this. You got to take it on the road. They make the fatal flaw of uh, once again. Like they didn't Going learn, on the road. They didn't learn anything <laughs> from Faith that you got to play these songs every night now that you've made this super heavy, intense album. Yeah. So uh, you, you And take they've th- been steady slugging it out. Like. Yeah. They were exhausted like been when Fate came out and they were going on the road with everybody dying and singing songs about dying and death. And now you I got mean, this.
1: Let's revisit that. Like, yeah. you know, as a band going back on the road, Like, it was such a nice,
0: fun time. <laughs> exactly. You know. so, super intense. <laughs> Apparently, the temperature in the spring of 82 was like super hot. They're all sweaty all the time. Exhausted warming, from making the album. <laughs> they're wearing lots of leather. <laughs> playing every night. I've got night. all this hair now. <laughs> everybody's, yeah, everybody's head's got like 15 extra pounds of hair on it. Uh, and they're all fucked. Like they're they're all... drunk as fuck, high on drugs. They all hate each other. <laughs> high on drugs, even you the, man. Even the,
1: <laughs> even the
0: crew hated each other at this point, apparently. Like, the light people were fighting with the sound people and lulled fighting with them. Everybody's fighting with each other. And like, uh, mixed reviews as far as the actual shows. Some people it sounds like very, like, replacement-y where some people say you catch them on the one night it would be the best show ever and the next it's like the biggest pile of shit you know where everyone's just yeah. like, like a jumbled mess and hate each other so it's hard to and say and they toured
1: and they toured the states on this too right like i
0: think so i can't confirm that off the they top already of my head but the, i'm uh, assuming touring but, the uh, states cherry Yeah, i don't know maybe not actually because i don't think it even charted in the u.s and like it seemed pretty short like there was only one oh, round like yeah. with fate they did like a couple rounds of everything but they might not even have made it to the u.s on this one but, um, oh, I feel but like then because even like the 27th of May, when did I say this came out? Yeah. Like May, right? Yeah. Early May. Yeah. So like the 27th of May was the infamous fight night <laughs> and there's a great Lull's book fight like, night is uh, where you got to read the whole fucking story of this. But like as far as cure folklore, the night where Simon and Robert finally come to blows and just beat the shit out of each other in this bar where basically it's yeah. um all over a, a bar tab like somebody thought simon was robert i guess the they said like even the bartender wasn't even a pushy guy and he's just like somebody's gonna pay for these fucking drinks man and then like simon's like oh i'll pay for his fucking drinks and then they get robert and i was like just it's my tab i'll pay for it <laughs> he's like fuck you and then they like start beating the shit out of each other apparently and uh, yeah so that's pretty bad news like i Lowell's like not even involved and uh, they beat the hell out of each other. Robert just like straight up splits. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. And apparently they had like three days off anyway. And then from what I gathered, they mm-hmm. only had like one show left after that. And then there's like a really cool, like the way Lowell writes it out in the book, like where Robert's dad is like the voice of reason. <laughs> I just love like the imagery of like Robert being like, mm-hmm. I quit, I'm going home. And then like his dad's like, Now Robert, you gotta go back and finish your obligations, son. He's like too Dad. Yeah. It's just like he's like sitting there with his like big hair and makeup on over like a bowl (laughs) of cornflakes or whatever. And he's like, Now you made a lot of promise. A lot of people saved up their money to go to your (laughs) show, Robert. It's like oh I guess you're right, dad. (laughs) It's like, all right, so they they play like one last show that was apparently a fucking total disaster. Where, like by yeah. the end of it, like they'd all switched <laughs> instruments and shit, and, mm-hmm. and then uh then they was played the it,
1: like like the song was like it was like the the title of the song was funny, yeah, and applicable to the moment. Like I forget what it was, but <laughs> yeah. it's like like the end is here or something
0: like yeah their buddy's like singing he's like Lowe's a dickhead Robert's a dickhead (laughs) Simon's the only motherfucker Rowe's like like, fuck you and throws the drumsticks at him we're all a bunch of cunts (laughs) we're all all a bunch of cunts After watching a whole set of like <laughs> pornography songs, everyone's just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, so a little, a little a little sprinkle of whimsy on that. Yeah. <laughs> like awesome time machine shows. That would be the one where you're just like, wow, this band's never gonna Dude, last. <laughs> that's literally
1: a minute time machine
0: show. That would be pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, wow, yeah, like,
0: dicks. Like, this band's never gonna last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it just it, like just to follow it like go have a time machine and go back and just like follow the tour and see like all the shows yeah and see and
0: it see round out like boy. that and just so weird that it's robert and simon too like from about yeah. like head on the door up like they're like the most like inseparable two it seems they're you dudes, know it's like man. yeah they're just like whatever the fuck happened and then they repaired that you know it just seems like damn it's so weird to just think of those two like <laughs> fighting anybody let alone each other. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just like so weird. But I don't know. I guess that's what goes down. But um, but yeah, but, I mean that's the end of Simon for eighteen months. From there on, that's like a huge and like you know if you think about it, like and cure and cure dog years. Yeah, when you really look at the full picture, it's like that's actually literally the end of a cure of like early cure that's like that's a huge change after that you know because then it's the quick version of course everybody listening to this would know but like you know takes takes the break plays with Susie for a while does the glove eventually japanese whispers become yeah. kind of the singles they make and then even the top you know which is crazy to think too like in the 18 months without simon yeah. he records with Susie, records the glove, records all the singles that would make up Japanese whispers and the top in 18 months. Yeah. That's like barely, that's like a year and a half. <laughs> and it like, so it's like basically four albums in like a year and a half. It's like, Jesus Christ.
1: And this, <laughs> and this is pre just like getting on a laptop in your fucking attic. In, yeah. Or a basement. I'm sorry. Oh, um, like
0: really good shit, too. Like yeah. sticking around, you know, it's like, good Lord. <laughs> That's amazing Yeah, eighteen months. That's yeah. that's
1: crazy. You know, per- pornography is just such like the like the end of an era, like Yeah. Or the start of a new or yeah. but it's such a transitional phase and it's so chaotic, like
0: Yeah, I mean we you, know, you think of there's that so many, break, so many things did change in the sense of yeah, it was the end of that cure in the sense that Simon would be gone for a little bit. Lowell will never play drums on a cure record again.
1: And it's like does Lowell ever do anything again? <laughs>
0: yeah. True. That's all like other, you know, and like Robert just full on takes the helm in the solo artist way, basically, from my perspective, it seems that way, you know, Or it's like the way like a solo artist would just have his friends and stuff playing albums, you know? I mean it's like
1: That's that's kinda how I look at it too, man. That that's a really I, you know, it's a really good way to sum it up, you know?
0: Man, that's weird. So in a sense, it is the breakup of the cure, you know? Yeah. It's phase one. I mean, they'll never be that it, again, you know?
1: It's like, like when like, uh, you know, like with a company or something like, you know, when they start flailing and like some other company, will come and buy them up and like, yeah. there's a restructuring. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, you know, new, new, you know, new lines of authority are redefined and, yeah. and, you know, just how things are going to happen from here on out are yeah. redefined.
0: But I mean, it had to really, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you can't, and we've touched on this in the past too, of like these albums are so perfect and heavy that it would take away from them. Even if you like, if they put out like a, Shittier version of pornography right after this that just wasn't as good, you know, and it was yeah. just be like, eh, and then like another like crappier version of faith, and then was just going, like, eh, you know, it's like, I mean, he's or so what good if it, that, whether it's intentional w- or not, you know, or what if it
1: was something where it was, you know, say if they took, you know, the angle of like a uh, hundred years. You know, it was just stripped down with a drum machine and like some keys and a bass guitar and, you know, and some like, what if they took that angle? Like, that would have been stunning. I imagine they would have put out like, they would have made some beautiful shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, in that vein, denying his talent and the band, uh, everyone involved's talent. I mean, I think they could have obviously put out. But just where the band was. Yeah. Just I, where
1: the band was, not just, you know. But yeah, the individuals, of course, but yeah, just where they were, like, what they were making and what they were doing.
0: Yeah. I don't think you could keep that level intensity going. Where it or been... they could have made the top. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I think even the top is, like, really good because it came off of... Like the synth stuff from like the walk, and you know, like just like what, you know, like the crazy factor, just keep changing it up more on a faster pace, even at that point, you know, or just like totally unex- unexpected, you know, and like even mm-hmm. if they had like somehow been able to make disintegration right after pornography, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would have been, been like, dope, that would have been. The best, (laughs) maybe, but I I don't know. I think it would have taken away from it because I feel like so much of disintegration is great. Because, dude, someone has to make a fanfic. Like you know, there's like,
1: you know, like like people like just the most like played out trite thing that every show and like novelist, sci-fi novelist, or whatever. (laughs) It's always like. Like, what if the Germans won? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: like just if like the, if you could do like fan fiction, uh, a yeah, la yeah. that of <laughs> what <funny>. if disintegration came <laughs> came came right after. Can they CGI that?
0: Can they CGI gonna... that? We could. We could. Yeah, <laughs> just uh... <laughs> they'll put they'll add Jar Jar Banks to the back playing keys <laughs> <It'll>... or something. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can't.
1: I would love to hear that. That would be so dope.
0: Yeah, it would be cool. I don't know, but I feel like, like a, on a more serious note, <laughs> just of like how the the weight of disintegration is because it's it's referring back to that in a sense too. You know, it still has like the the pop and everything that had been established from head on the door and kiss me, but then it also tapped back into the darkness you know like it was almost like the relapse of like you know like when the when the, when the detective's like fucking and he takes a drink again right before he goes out into the battle or so you're know? <laughs> like all right it's getting a little fucking nasty again let's see what happens i promised i wouldn't do this again. yeah <laughs> or something i don't know but it's like to me i think that that's kind of the charm of disintegration too is that it like it, it has maturity behind it you know like I think it would seem a little less valid if it came right after <laughs> pornography because it was just a bunch of fucking kids that were still just trying to, like, be, like, pissed off at everything and depressed, you know? Be like, oh, here they go
1: again kind of thing, you know? Disintegration, right. being invalidated by pornography?
0: No, if it had come right after pornography like that, like, mm. or they hadn't really grown any, you know, like, just knowing it had only been like a year (laughs) you know what I mean there's
1: like a a, a maturity to disintegration that that disintegration couldn't have happened without that expanse of time
0: yeah that's what I'm saying you know and I feel like you can feel it in disintegration you can feel where it's like a lot of those yeah well you feel like a lot of those like the the regret that uh, of all the albums in between. <laughs> no, <laughs> not regrets, but but living fucking life, which yeah, I guess includes regrets, <laughs> <laughs> which is full
1: of regrets. <laughs> hmm? La, la, la. Mm-hmm.
0: that's the shit you're regretting I'd hate to see what my life is <laughs> like, Oh yeah Recording Head on the Door That was a horrible time <laughs> of my know. life <laughs> Doing whatever the fuck I wanted Yeah Trudging Ooh. through all that <laughs> but, uh, Lol right And <laughs> lol's fine <laughs> yeah. <Your knees> is... <laughs> Whatever But I don't know, so I don't know. Closing thoughts on pornography, though. What do you, what do you think? I think it, it wraps up that era of the Cure pretty, pretty matter-of-factly. I think. <laughs> yeah, i kind of feel the same way. Where I definitely feel like it aged well in the sense it's like it took me a while to process it. I always kind of knew yes. what was coming at, but at the same time, I knew what it was. Whether I wanted to dive into it or not at that phase of my life, and like, but I mean even. Well, jokingly, that phase of my life was still, like, what, like, I don't know, at least seven, eight years after it recorded, you know? Like, I mean, we we never got it in the moment, really, but at the same time, yeah, it's something, it's right behind, like I said, with Faith, it's probably... Uh, one that I appreciate more and more every year, you know, like it's one that I kind of get it a bit more every year, whether that just means I'm falling apart more or not, I don't know but like, you know, I feel like it's it's something you could kind of pick and choose a lot more and appreciate over time This is the stand-by-me
1: yeah. Like the movie of Cure <laughs> yeah. Like you want to go see a dead body. Yeah. And there's like some sweet nostalgia. Yeah. It,
0: kind yeah it's got a lot of that. It's got, yeah, the sweet you know, nostalgia, into the, the, the court <laughs> seeing something disgusting happening in front of you.
1: <laughs> and and then you can reflect back sweetly and fondly upon it, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it on that note, I reckon. How about uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Well, we we'll, we'll guess we dive next into the uh, the the gray years of Simon. This <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just <laughs> Simonlessness. The, the easiest way to just be uh, <laughs> Japanese whispers next. We will not really do it single by single, but I think we'll uh maybe a little glove action record. Yeah, well, I mean it isn't really, but but it is. Jesus, enough.
1: man. Well, You're so
0: dismissive. <laughs> I'm just being technical. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, cold do, clinical Japanese whispers piece of shit. and uh, glove. We need to talk about the glove and the B sides of the glove or the demos Ooh. of the glove. So, so we'll, we'll dive into that. And uh,
1: I like where we're going.
0: Yeah, it's quite a shift. So we'll we'll shift with you guys. Some murky waters. <laughs> Well, <laughs> thanks so much for listening this thank is you guys this Donald, gavin Stop. and, uh, and we'll, we'll catch you soon talk hard well, yeah. be sure to subscribe to the holy hour podcast on itunes over there you can rate us rank us and never miss an episode by subscribing Also, check out Instagram, The Holy Hour Podcast, where you can find the latest updates on topics for episodes and updates on episodes. Again, that's Instagram, The Holy Hour Podcast, and for each specific episode, be sure to go over to Facebook and like The Holy Hour Podcast group on Facebook, where you can catch individual threads for each episode and uh, get little extra tidbits for each episode and state your opinions. We want to hear from you, whether it's there or Instagram or on iTunes or directly. Email me at gavinconnor at gmail.com. If you have anything you would love to contribute to the show, a cure story, a cure memory, um, an idea for a topic, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at gavinconnor at gmail.com. And be sure to also go on over to CureFanDocumentary.com and uh, check out the latest progress of Push, a Cure Fan Documentary, Arusha Baker's story, and um, help out, donate some money, check out the updates, subscribe to all the social media there so you can follow along. And and while you're spending your money wisely, be sure to go on over to MixedUpGifts.com where you can take care of all your shopping needs uh, there's Cure-related merchandise there. There's all your favorites. Susie, there's Nick Cave Pins, Morsi Patches, there's Morsi Cookbooks. You can even get a Morsi Valentine's Day card for the holiday coming up. And um, Ian Curtis, all your favorites are over there in some form or another. So go on over to MixedUpGifts.com and uh, get someone you love a cool gift bag of unique and uh, creative gifts only at MixedUpGifts.com. And as a special reward to anybody that's made it through this entire episode, I present to you now the elusive first-time-in-digital-format cover of Gavin and Donald doing Figurehead. I believe we're just wee little 7th grade boys in the garage playing perhaps the worst rendition of Figurehead ever. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening.